0: Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast currently in its Super Friends phase. I'm Connor from the House of El, and I'm joined by Dave from the Swamp in Signal of Doom.
1: Yeah, we're beaming from the Swamp tonight, meeting out in the Phantom Zone where I have my secret lair, one of my hmm. outposts in the deep in the Phantom Zone, consorting with criminals, as always. Uh, Connor, it's a pleasure... Uh, to be on uh, last month's Krypton, and thank you for inviting me on, my friend.
0: Yeah, of course. No, always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, You're on pretty recently for Superman versus Lobo. Oh, that's is... right. That
1: was fun, actually. I enjoyed that one.
0: It was, yeah. And so we're uh, today we're going back to the silver classics, Age. classics,
1: mm. and they were my picks, weren't they? World's finest. Yes.
0: So what what possess... So why did you pick these two? I'll, actually, for oh. our listeners, I'll say uh, World's Finest 142 and World's Finest 151 is what we're covering today.
1: Um, well, I I always liked World's Finest. Uh, I'm more familiar with later issues. Um, yeah. But I, I just like Superman and Batman together, like teaming mm. up and stuff. I've always just liked it as a concept. Um, and I think back in those days... It was done kind of without the sort of heavy handed drama that it would be done with today. Yeah. Um so it's kind of like a snapshot back to kind of a more innocent time period, but also the comics by this point were advanced enough that I feel I can read them, you know, and enjoy them just fine. Yeah. Um I'd never read either. Um there's a somewhere online there's like a best of world's finest um kind of collection. Like right. it's sort of like it gives tips, and I've always wanted to read the composite um, Superman thing. Uh, never read it. I've always wanted to read it, so that was an obvious pick. And the other one was just—it was just a you know a, a guess, really. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, like yeah, man, I I I was happy to read them. And in fact, I, I do you know what year this is? Because I felt they were more advanced than I expected.
0: So the first one was sixty-four, and the second one was sixty-five
1: okay, now what do you think about it, um, that's around the time the Marvel Universe was really kicking into high gear. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it kind of makes sense. I really like this time period going into the 70s as well in DC. Yeah. I, I very much enjoy it. I, I think it's a really kind of neat time period. And, I mean, without meaning to spoil, I, I, I read these like an hour before the show mm. and I found them a genuine pleasure.
0: Yeah, you know? I, I really enjoyed them. I mean... So, Amazing Spider-Man 1963. Now, I am being unfair in picking, like, the best comic that Marvel was putting out at that time. But, like, Marvel was really changing the game with that comic, Amazing Spider-Man. And their character stuff. Like, the character work they were doing, I think, was much better than what DC was doing. That being said, uh, Marvel never had fun, wild concepts like DC did in this era, you
1: know? Um,
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I would say the closest would be Fantastic Four. Yeah,
0: that that would you be know? the closest, and that's that's Jack Kirby so He kind of bleeds into yeah. both. Uh, yeah, but so like, you know the, that that uh, I guess minor spoilers. That second issue, I mm. loved. I loved the second issue. That was that was my favorite one.
1: The one where the the future Batman and yeah. the caveman. Yeah, that was fun. Because it's so um,
0: bonkers. You know, it's crazy. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, Batman's fully <laughs> evil as soon as he gets advanced.
0: Yeah, and I, I can't wait to talk about that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I had a lot of fun with these issues too. And these issues were, you know, written. The, the... Can,
1: can I ask, mm-hmm. on the composite Superman, I really enjoyed the artwork. Who is the artist?
0: Okay, so that's Kurt Swan.
1: It is Kurt Swan. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, I love Kurt Swan. And can I say, did you find it funny the other day? There was some Twitter thing where they're like, who's your favorite Superman artist? And people are throwing names out from like the last five years. And I was like, Kurt Swan. Yeah. I was just like, slow your roll on some of these modern guys. Uh, Kurt Swan, you can't beat him. And he did it for a long time, too. Yeah,
0: because Kurt, you know, what I not say Kurt Swan, because he was the guy who did Superman when we were growing up? Because it's like, um, you know, his, his Superman art changed. Like, he evolved yeah. as an artist as time went on. Yeah. So he has a wide range of work to look at. And I still think Kurt Swan in like the the late 70s and 80s is like the best uh, Superman.
1: So do I. Well, it's what I think of when I think of Superman. And frankly, it's slightly before my time and I Mm. still think of it because I I just think that that's Superman. Everything else to me is like a sort of, uh, it's an offshoot. And I do like a lot of the modern takes, but the way people were naming people and I'm like, what about Kurt Swan, guys? you know there was yeah there was a
0: bit of a lack of kurt swan which surprised there's still a few people i mean uh, wayne boring was mentioned which made me happy uh he was yeah kind of like a precursor to kurt swan and he was still doing uh the the backup in the first issue was wayne boring
1: yeah and and wayne boring is definitely a um a seminal superman artist for yeah. sure um yeah i mean a hundred percent i like one of my favorite Um, modern and i mean is uh, ed mcginnis i really Mm. like ed mcginnis's superman i think he does a fantastic superman also
0: the the artist for the greatest deadpool run that we've had yeah he did a a
1: fantastic deadpool Uh, two very Uh,
0: different characters
1: yeah yeah but i i I like his art in general but i always Mm. felt he he captured superman beautifully for me i felt i really liked
0: how he did metropolis yeah as well um you know, his as he, he did Emperor Joker, most of Emperor Joker, which we love have it. covered, I think, Love it. Signal.
1: Absolutely love that. Uh, that was well, a great story. Yeah. So, yeah, but I mean, like, how do you want to cover this? We'll go into the first one, which is the composite Superman.
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm just, uh, hmm. obviously, Kurt Swan's renowned Superman artist, he draws Batman here too, and this, I, yeah. I, I'm not as familiar with Batman, uh, in the Silver Age as Superman, but this seems like, classic Silver
1: Age Batman Oh, it's pretty me. consistent with what I would th- feel is the Batman basic look. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a pretty decent... I do know, I imagine he would have done a lot of Batman in World's Finest yeah. as well. You know? Yeah. So the, the so, first story, uh,
0: the composite Superman, hmm. that was written by Edmund Hamilton. Love him. Uh, who, I think he did one of my favourites, Action Comics 300, where Superman is in the future. Yeah. Uh, Under the Red Sun. Yep, yeah, that was him as well. And the artist, as we said, is Kurt Swan. Inkers are George Klein and Sheldon Moldoff. And the editor is Mort Weisinger, who uh, was a huge editor at DC. You know, uh, I think he was very influential with all this like Superman content that was pumped out as well.
1: Who was that man? Who was
0: who Mort was... Weisinger?
1: Oh yeah, he was the
0: editor for yeah. the whole. I think Alan Moore. I was like an interview I was listening to. Alan Moore was talking about him. Mm. And how he's kind of like this uh, really hard case, almost ruthless editor who was pushing out heaps of Superman content. He
1: was he was more than ruthless. He was a complete wow. tyrant. And uh, oh no, he was. Uh, we're talking about Mort Weisinger. Yeah. Mort Weisinger was uh, a brilliant editor, but he was a monster. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, and...
1: it's. I mean, it's well documented. Not just Alan Moore. I mean, there's there's legions of people who will queue up and tell you that. Like you know, he was he was a dictator. Yeah. It's just uh, interesting
0: that he was responsible for pushing Superman so much. Who's not. You know, he's a
1: very wholesome character at this point. Well, he was, um, I mean, that was what he built his whole comic book career on. Like, mm. that was his, it, in the end, um, by the time he retired in 1970-ish, whenever Julie right. Schwartz, whenever Julie Schwartz got the Superman title, um, that was when Weissinger retired. But in the latter period of Weisinger's reign, uh, they really wanted to keep him and they made him like, mm. if not, president, they made him a really, an executive, they put him on the executive pay grade and gave him yeah. shares, and oh, he was a flat-out tyrant, but uh, mm. he, he knew what he was doing as well, you know? Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it sounds very interesting, that, that oh, it's story. A, I imagine you would find, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there, but I but you could find a, um, I'm sure there are good Weissinger biographies out there, because yeah. he was, he's, I mean, he's the guy who... Uh, brought Jim Shooter in on Legion of Superheroes, and there's stories of, like, he would scream and shout down Mm. the phone at, like, a 13-year-old Jim Shooter, Um, you're hopeless, you don't know what you're doing, and then he would hang up the phone and he would tell other people, I've got this kid, he's the greatest. Yeah,
0: Jim Shooter, as we mentioned before, uh, being a bit of a young savant, getting a job at... Uh, like 13 or 12 or whatever, yeah, doing Legion.
1: Yeah, fun, and funnily enough, faced similar accusations in his own career. Yes,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, the guy's a real jerk, apparently. Yeah,
1: well, uh, I mean, and he learned from the best. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah, he um, did. Um, yeah,
1: and it's, it, it, what Weisinger, I think, is a human... Like, Julie Schwartz, I, I know, said, who was his close childhood friend, like, yeah. you know what I mean? He said, when he died, he says... Uh, there lies Mott Weisinger, and lies, and lies, and lies. <laughs> and that was like a friend, wow. You know? Wow, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So, yeah, he's a complicated guy, but, mm. but a brilliant editor. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah,
0: definitely. Um, so, uh, cover art, Kurt Swan and George Klein. Uh, so, yeah, World's Finals 142, we have Composite Superman revealing himself. Composite Superman, for those of you who don't know, is a, like half Superman, half Batman
1: Mm. hybrid H- Had you read this before this?
0: No, but I knew about Composite Superman.
1: I you know what I knew? This is so funny. A million years ago, like 20 plus years ago. What mm. what year are we in? 2023, Connor. Yeah. So 23 24 years ago, I was in King's Comics and there was a Composite Superman like action figure, like a mm. you know, like the equivalent of a Marvel Legends, whatever that is in DC. Yeah? Yeah. and I can't remember if I bought it but what I do remember is I was fascinated by it yeah and um, and I always confused this I thought composite Superman lived on his own planet or something right um, but that's Batman from that weird Batman from Earth Z whatever that, yeah. that, that. so I got in in my mind I've confused those two entities and when I read this, I was so surprised that we weren't going. I thought he was literally from another planet. Hmm. And, and and it's even more interesting what actually happens. Like, it's yeah. crazy, really.
0: And he, he comes back a few times as well. I was going to ask this. that
1: because it's an open ending where the janitor doesn't remember that he yeah. turned into him. And I was like, did this guy ever come back? Because he seems so iconic.
0: Yeah, he, he came back and. Right. I think he's been referenced modern as well. But, like, it's. um,
1: uh, It's. <laughs>
0: So, okay, so the cover is him coming down and Superman, Batman, and Deco sort of explain, exclaiming uh, and the Batplane's being destroyed and it's featuring the origin of Composite Superman who has more than 20 superpowers. I won't read them all out, but they're um, all crazy powers.
1: It's all the it's the whole Legion, basically.
0: Yeah, so, okay. Is Composite Superman a stroke of genius or is it Edmund Hamilton going, crap, i got to throw something together? <laughs> Why oh, no, don't I, I just put the a, two characters I, together? No,
1: I think this is classic silver age fun and i i i I mean i think look as much as any of this is genius you know what i mean like Mm. i think it's genius that they come up with this many ideas they put it into a coherent plot they finish it in one book something they could never do today you know um no i think it's genius and and i think Edward hamilton was a fantastic Mm. science fiction writer and uh fantastic superman writer and i think he completely sticks the landing here it's fantastic i think this would be if this came out now it'd be six issues at least oh dude it would be (laughs) six at least and it would be nowhere near as fun or good you know like honestly because i honestly having read this and the other one you realize how much they are packing into the story here yeah like it's it's quite dense and yet it's brilliant and the art, I mean, we've said Kurt Swan, Ed Hamilton, Superman, Batman. Mm. I mean, it's it's pretty much golden times as far as yeah, I'm, you know.
0: I mean, it says your two favorite heroes, Superman and Batman, and Robin. <laughs> if I font. was uh,
1: <laughs> if I was a kid, you know, oh, in, yeah. at, at age range, then I would have been buying this without a doubt. You know, yeah, this would have been a must buy for me. Yeah, uh, for sure. And with, did it come out monthly, World's Finest? You know, I don't know. I think it did. I think it did.
0: There's only a- so much work they could do without dying. What do you mean? As in, like, well, if it was coming oh, out like weekly, that'd be a lot of work, you know? Oh uh, no,
1: no, no, it was monthly at the yeah, at the most. Um, I think it would have. I think Worlds Finest was one of their biggest titles. Um, if I'm not wrong, because
0: I'd say so.
1: back in those days, based on what I've read, I mean, obviously wasn't alive, but. I do believe in the '50s and '60s Superman was the biggest seller. Yeah. Still bigger than Batman at that point. At that point, it changed in the '70s, but I believe in the '60s Superman uh, titles would have been the biggest sellers for DC and probably comics overall. Yeah. I would say. It's um, it's interesting
0: because Superman and Batman books don't do very well now. Well, Batman does okay. But like, as in, like their—I didn't mean like separately. I meant their team-up books don't
1: do very well. Oh, sorry, I see what you're saying. Yeah,
0: like they, true. like their team-up yeah. books do worse than either of their solo titles.
1: Yes, yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, yeah, right, and that's weird to me. It,
0: it's weird to me as well because they've, they've generally been one of the more interesting books in recent years. I haven't read the Michael Reid Wade run yet, but we had uh, Joshua Williamson who did a great run with them.
1: Excellent. And before that,
0: uh, Greg Pack, who did mm. a really good run with them. And so there were
1: yeah.
0: both, like, some of the strongest titles that were coming out that featured either of those two characters. Yeah, so,
1: I, I, I don't know why that is. Because you're right, because when Jeff Loeb was doing it, it was certainly mm. a bestseller. Yeah. Uh, but it feels like ever since, it's it's not. Uh, World's Finest with Mark Wade's a good title, but I don't feel it's getting the attention it probably deserves. Right,
0: which... But, uh, I, have, I still have to dig into I have 10 issues sitting there, but I haven't good. read yet.
1: Uh, dude, if you if you like the classic team-up and you liked, like, Jeff Loeb-style stuff, mm. like, it's it's good. Like, it, it is good. Um, but that is an interesting point. I do think some of that comes down to probably, if I have to be honest, some of the problems at DC, their confused marketing, you know, oversaturation.
0: What about it's, the fact that... Uh the two characters are more perceived as rivals now
1: oh well that as well yeah Mm. i mean it's it's more fun to read them i think to read them as friends yeah i think that's more fun and friends can fight you know what i mean yeah um they're always chummy yeah but but (laughs) i do like that they're quite chummy back in the day i prefer that to i don't like them being at each other's throats you no, know,
0: it's it just feels it feels like they still haven't they're still riding the coattails of Dark Knight Returns.
1: Also, what they do a lot is, I think, they like, unfortunately, from what I've read, you know, of of their team ups in the more modern era, mm. sometimes the stories take second place to this incessant need to contrast the two of them. Yeah, and I just I tire of it, you know, because I'm like. I don't need every single page of every single issue to be a contrast between the two of them thinking. Yeah. Um, like, do you know what I mean? Like, in these storylines... Yeah, we, we get
2: just, it,
1: we, we We, 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 we kind of get it. Like, one's the Superman, Bright, Optimistic, the Metropolis. One is the Gotham, Cape Crusader, Dark Knight, Bob. We get it. Do that, you
0: know, do that in your first issue.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like, I don't need that hammered over my head. And unfortunately, DC it's obviously a mandate because it's just, hmm. it's just constant. And yeah, I, I agree, but, um, maybe Mark Waid was a step in the right direction though. I think
0: that's kind of why I liked Williamson. Cause you had stories with zombie Kandorians and, yeah, it was cool. yeah. uh, there was, there was one story. I think this was new 52, but Superman had to go inside Batman's brain. Cause Batman picked up like a spore in space that's cool. And there was, like, a miniature city being built in Batman's brain. And that was, <laughs> that was so cool. And that was, like, 2015
1: or something. I've not read that, but that um, sounds awesome,
0: yeah. Yeah, and he had, like, the Atom Man to help him.
1: Was so, that in Superman, Batman?
0: Uh, Batman, Superman, yeah, yeah. Right. In the yeah. too. Uh, so, like, you that know, That sounds
1: cool, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but, but, but I do, like, frankly, prefer them as friends. And, like, you know, honestly, like, at the end of the day... They are friends, aren't they? Because they're, you know, 24-7 in the Justice League. Like, their differences shouldn't mean that they're kind of like... Sometimes it feels like people... Uh, maybe not so much now in 2023, but there was a time period where it felt like really cool to pit them as almost enemies, you know? Yeah. And I was like... I mean, John
0: John Byrne did that back yeah. in the... Because I was just off the RRT. Again, for me, it makes more sense that they're friends because... They're both doing the same thing. And, like... Well, uh, the
1: goals are almost exactly the same.
0: And people... Uh, they're like, oh, but Batman uses fear. And I'm like, but he never kills anyone. He never no, maims. he doesn't
1: kill anyone. He doesn't no. maim
0: anyone, either. You
1: know? Oh, he probably does maim a few people. Mm, he, only he, in, like, his darker stories. Fighting and stuff. So- yeah, yeah, but, but... But, in essence, what they are doing... You know, their goal is very similar in each to each of them. It's law and order. It's, you know... Yeah. It's, you know, stop crime, don't kill, um, don't be sadistic and abuse power. You know what I mean? Like, it's, they're very, like, for all the thing of, like, one is day and one is night, their actual goals are pretty similar.
0: It's not, really. yeah, Batman's not the punisher. <laughs> no, <laughs> you he's
1: know? not. He, he doesn't take a machine gun out and just mow down criminals or torture people or do anything like that. He, he, you know, he's more scary than Superman, but... Like I don't know, I I agree with you. It's and it is kind of more fun back in the day where they're just kind of like, um, well, they are friends, really. They're chums, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you it's... know, some writers get it right though, like that they they relate sure. to each other more than they disagree with each other.
1: Oh, I know? think a lot of a lot do. I, I I just think they've got a marketing problem ever since. That
0: that's how it's always marketed.
1: Yeah, especially yeah. in
0: like the films and stuff. So, well,
1: uh, Batman vs Superman probably didn't help. <laughs> no,
0: no, that didn't. I mean, I kind of get the idea that Batman might see like a really powerful alien alien yeah. as a threat, but you yeah. can, you know. Anyway,
1: be more uh, subtle than that film was.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> but let, let's go to this issue. So, yes, you know, composite Superman has lured both Superman and Batman to. A mountain, and he's like, "If you don't yes. let me join your super team, I'm going to expose you." Yep, your secret identities, and they're like, "Well, crap! All right, I guess we better." And it's funny because Superman's trying to look through his lead lines, Bat Mask, yeah, to see what he looks like, but you can see what he looks like on the other. I thought side, that too. So.
1: He looks like Superman.
0: Yeah, and he probably <laughs> looked like Bruce Wayne on the other side. uh
1: I guess,
0: yeah. So he knows <laughs> who they are because, as we mentioned, he has the Legion's superpowers.
1: As he's constantly referencing, uh, he's mm-hmm. got Saturn Girls, my power, Like he's got all the tricks. He's got yeah. all the tricks. Every single fucking legionnaire seems to get a mention.
0: I love this. They're filming this, some Hollywood film, and like the actors have to actually get in these rockets that they're firing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if how safe that is. Yeah. Uh, but either way, Composite Superman sabotages them so he can show them up and basically be like, hey, I saved three rockets. You guys could only save one each.
1: Yeah, as Superman says, he's taking delight in outshining us. Yeah, and, and he's—you <laughs> can see—he's a bad piece of work. This competent Superman, he's because he sabotages the rockets. He then he, he loves turning things kryptonite.
0: Yeah, you uh, know he's out—he's—he's he's out to get them.
1: Yeah, big time.
0: Because he, yeah, as you said, he topples this tower, but he, he uses his <laughs> powers to turn some of the building into kryptonite because he has a. Uh, element lad yeah elements yes powers element well. Lad's
1: powers yeah
0: and it weakens superman and then he saves it and i just want to point out this is the exact same thing lex did to superman in our previous episode he oh really he caused the bridge to collapse and planted some kryptonite there so he could save the bridge <laughs> while superman looked bad
1: well it's a pretty constant crutch with Superman. except that got to use kryptonite.
0: superman nearly tore him apart afterwards when he found out but uh, oh do you
1: really oh yeah he, he was grumpy. he was he was angry uh Oh, dear. Superman got grumpy. Yeah, he got very grumpy. To be fair,
0: (laughs) screw Lex. Can you imagine putting up with that guy all the time?
1: (laughs) That's hilarious, man.
0: (laughs) But, yeah, so... Wouldn't
1: it be funny if, like, you're reading one of these old-school comics and it suddenly takes a detour into something really violent? Like, he just rips Lex's head (laughs) head off. (laughs) And then there's, like, the funeral of Lex and Superman's like, oh, maybe I did the wrong thing.
0: (laughs) I've had it, Lex... This is it. Too, we have the what-if where Lex kills Superman. Where's the what-if if is Superman kills Lex?
1: Yeah, that's a good issue, mm-hmm. too, that that one. Um, yeah, that is a good issue. Doesn't Lex really regret it as well?
0: No. Not in the one I'm thinking of. Okay. He's laughing in the one I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, man, he's Super loving Girl's it. like, I'm going to mess you up. But that, that issue's great if we're thinking of the same one, because there might okay. be a few like that. But it's such a long con lex yeah. acts like he's been reformed and then it's all just no bit... that
1: is the one i'm thinking of yeah. yeah lex yeah you're right you're lex yeah i remember it is a long con yeah big time yeah.
0: and he does kill him in the end i think that was jerry siegel that wrote that
1: yeah because they actually. do a big thing like don't worry kids it's not real and all this stuff there's like a the whole thing oh yeah it's one of the imaginary <laughs> stories, <laughs> don't worry kids. which
0: you'd have to do to be fair <laughs> I don't want to see a dead green Superman uh, <laughs>
1: if I'm like 10, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Back in those days, too, they were pretty uh, susceptible, you know, to yeah. suggestible is what I was trying to say. Well, something
0: about the other day, a little bit of a tangent. Can you imagine being a kid when George Reeves died and having to read in the paper Superman shot himself?
1: A lot of people were super depressed. Okay. Like, uh, uh... Yeah, a lot of people, even not little kids, but people who'd grown up with him and stuff. yeah. And then yeah, no, a lot of people were, were, were just, were yeah, couldn't believe it, is what I've heard. Mm. The people were just like, they were literally, it was like John Lennon dying or something. Yeah. You know? Well, they just couldn't believe it. The show was huge. Yeah, it was massive. Like, you I know, think it was people, still going. People who didn't, um, who you wouldn't think of as comic fans knew about it and yeah. watched it and stuff. Yeah, but, no, it was massive.
0: I think that show was a lot of the reasons Superman was top dog all throughout the 50s.
1: Because the oh, '50s, I think there was a
0: bit of a waning. Because after the war, there was a bit of waning interest in uh, superhero comics, but I think that TV show oh,
1: kept 100%. it alive
0: for Superman.
1: Well, uh, most superhero comics died because of mm. the seduction of Unison innocent and uh, fatigue with them after the war. And yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent, man, hundred percent. And the radio shows and stuff, yeah, for sure.
0: Did you uh, did you ever see the TV show, the George Reeves one?
1: Oh, no, I've only seen, like, little segments. Yeah, the first show on, the know? first
0: season is pretty good, the one in black and white, because people die. Right. right. And there's, like, a Noir episode where people are getting smoked. It's just kind of funny, because all the plots boil down to, like, when is Clark going to be aware that something bad's happening? Because as <laughs> soon as he gets there, it just stops, you know? So... so-
1: I thought it was all in black and white. Was it in color as well? Uh, I
0: think after the first two seasons, it went color and it got like a more campy tone. Right, as well. I
1: did not realize that. No, I've only ever seen like you know in kind of retrospectives, like they'll show yeah. two seconds of it or something. So yeah, no, it started off with a bit of an edge, you know, which oh, I liked. Uh, edgy Superman for, for the 50s. For the 50s, yeah. Um, <laughs> edgy. I would have thought he'd be anything but edgy in the 50s. Oh, it
0: gets very campy. I mean, it was, <laughs> it, I mean it's edgy for a Superman show in the 50s. Like,
1: it's, Does he turn around and talk to the camera? I hope he does.
0: I can't remember. Like,
1: address the kids at home and stuff. He, like, do your schoolwork and stuff like that. I mean, he winks at the camera,
0: like he Good. does in the cartoons. but Good. I don't think he ever talks to the camera. But I know okay. he was in, like, serial ads and stuff, so...
1: Yeah, they marketed the hell out of him. Um, Yeah. Yeah, no, George Reeves was uh, a linchpin back in those days, for sure.
0: The 78 movie has a lot... Like, the structure of the 78 movie is very close to the structure of the pilot episode. Really? Yeah, it it owes a lot to it, I think. That's pretty cool. Um, Yeah. Anyway uh mm. as interesting as that is we'll get back to this mm. so there so that's how he shows up superman with the building then he shows up batman because <laughs> mm. he's like hey batman the criminals you're looking for <laughs> is in this building yeah so batman and robin take the ropes down and he he makes them heavier he
1: uses uh <laughs> Starboy's uh power of uh, they call it mass induction he can make things really heavy and stuff and yeah i don't know exactly what he does but he but like he can make like a marble suddenly like the heaviest thing in the universe and stuff like that like Mm. and yeah he just fucks with them basically like i mean it's lucky they're not injured because they they're actually unconscious yeah when they hit Um, the ground yeah they they smash it in the ground like it's actually in fairness not batman's best day (laughs) when he can't even perform a graceful landing you know from a roof yeah well like how tall was this roof is very, very chunky, so... He is quite chunky back in the day, but, but I'm just saying, mm. that would never happen to the Batman of today, you know? No, well, they wouldn't want to make him look bad. No, but, but, but like, know. if someone just say, you know, modern story, competent Superman did the same thing, it would have to be off like the tallest skyscraper in the world, so, you know, so <laughs> yeah. that he could perform some miracle. Safe, he would never just fall from a roof and be unconscious. Yeah, that, that would actually be it. Would it would be hilarious to see, mm.
0: you know? <laughs> it's, um, I love the I love the powers of the Legion. A lot of them are so like, oh yeah, they're so specific and they're so powerful too that it just encourages like this really creative writing.
1: Have you, you read know? much Legion? Uh,
0: I've read a little bit. Mm. Uh, I haven't read heaps though.
1: It's fun. Like, we do Legion outposts with Adam, and um, the whole thing with them is that each of them has a specific power, basically. Yeah. So every Legionnaire pre- has generally one trademark power. So when you get the combination of everyone, it's actually a lot of power because mm. there's a lot of Legionnaires. You know, there's, like, back in these days, probably 20 or 30 Legionnaires. You know? Yeah. Or something around that number. There's a lot, you know?
0: We read, uh, like, when they went on trial... Either Superboy went on trial, or Superboy in the Legion went on trial. They were hiding from the Time Trapper in Metropolis. It's a great. Story. No, not Metropolis. Uh, Smallville. Smallville. Yeah, Fantastic that was a really good story. story.
1: Yeah, that's one of my favourites. Um, that's an that's an awesome story.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: no, that's a good. classic from Mordru, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Mordru. That sounds right. Yeah, was, no, like, I, I love
1: that one. That's a really good one. See, I reckon they could do that as a movie. Hmm.
0: Well, actually, are you are you excited for the movie coming out? Because they are
1: getting a movie. The animated one, yes. I mean, yeah, i yeah. Looking forward to it, and I'm, I'm not excited like I'm waiting up at nights, like fucking, well, like yeah. you know, I'm not like a three year old about Christmas, but yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. <laughs> if it
0: was, if it was a live action Legion movie, would you be super excited like a three year old at Christmas?
1: Uh, I actually like the animated stuff, so I like, yeah, I mean, yes, I would like a live action Legion. Yeah, I, like if you said to me they were doing a live action movie and it was like that Mordro story and so and, and had proper director and it wasn't just DC saying one day we're doing this you yeah. know like yeah I'd be excited oh, like I'd go see it in the cinemas for sure mm. yeah for sure but but I'm also hopeful about this um animated feature because I, I quite enjoy the animated stuff
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, no,
1: I, I mean I'm looking forward
0: yeah. to it yeah for sure I'll probably watch it
1: why not, uh, man? Like, fuck it. Like, why not? Just download it and watch it. It doesn't cost you any money or anything. Like, fuck it. I'm not going to spend money to see it. Fuck that. You know, the, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll get it on HBO Max, so I'll be fine.
0: Yeah, so you're already paying for it, so... There you go. Um, the, so, yeah, Composite Superman, which... In my head, I always called him composite, composite Superman Batman, because that's what he is, but they just call him that's Composite true. Superman here.
1: I only noticed that now, too. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Probably to save space. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, it's a bit of a mouthful. I, got to be honest, was so... Because I thought this was going to be... He was an alien. And when I found out that this guy was, like, a high-diver, I was like, what the f- <laughs> hell? Like
0: It was a bit weird, wasn't
1: it? But how about how he's just doing this high-dive into this thing, and... I was like, yeah, Superman saves him. You carelessly used a plastic tank that leaked. There's only an inch of water left in it now. Um, I was like, what a clown this guy was. It's a... um,
0: yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, what I did like though, was how he's like, oh, I don't have a job. I'm screwed. And But I like how Superman <laughs> gets him a job. He,
1: yeah, he gets yeah. him a job at the Superman museum, but unfortunately, no, no, so Superman's a nice guy, especially yeah. back in those days. And, um, he gets in the gig, but this guy just fully resents it. Like, yeah. Just, obviously the pay packet. I would have liked to have known what he was getting per hour. I don't go into it here, but it wasn't enough. This guy's bitter
0: and twisted. Mm. You know I like how you? he's like, you know, he, he's angry and he's like, oh, finally only all the breaks they did. And I'm like, well, Superman's planet had to die for him to be Superman and Batman's parents had to die for him to be yeah, Batman. Yeah, but he doesn't care
1: that. about that. He just only cares. He's just got to, he's, he's one of these guys with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Like, so he's just, um... Yeah, he's just grumpy. And it's pretty funny, actually. Grumpy. And then... Yeah. And then what happens, he... Does it give the actual origin? Yes. Yeah, so it, it does. Yes. And
0: there's at these statues of the Legion. And Supergirl... Yes. Why isn't Superboy there? Cause Superboy, uh,
1: there. Because Supergirl's there. I can tell you why. Yeah. Because that was a gift to Superboy. Hmm. Super... I. So that's
0: before he was in I'm, the Legion.
1: No. Superboy was in the Legion... And I believe when he was leaving the Legion, okay, there's a point at which Superboy leaves the Legion. Right. And I don't I, I couldn't tell you how permanently or whatever, but they give him I don't think this is the first time this has been mentioned. I believe they gave it to him at the time. I think. And yeah. um it's certainly come up since. Uh it's been used since Jeff Johnson okay. used it as well. Um but yes and so the reason he's not there is because it was a gift to Superboy Mm. from the other members that he was leaving behind yeah because they were his friends that he could relate to unlike in Smallville where he's kind of like the only one so I'm not sure Adam could tell you if this is the first time the statue is mentioned but my instinct would be it probably isn't yeah Um, but it might be because it's certainly mentioned since
0: Okay. No, that's cool. Thank you for the information. Our resident Legion expert here, since Legion Outpost. Well, How many like, episodes is that on now, anyway?
1: I don't know, man. Like, we, we, we do it every now and then, but yeah. um, we've done a fair few, and, and Adam's super knowledgeable. Mm. And I've got to be honest, it, it's very enjoyable to read, you know? You've got to kind of, like, do your homework in the sense of, like, we, I love the old stuff, but we've read all over, and it's rare that I'm like, that's a bad issue. It's generally a pretty interesting comic. From what from what I've gathered they're like uh they're not your favorite
0: but they're up there now, right? The Legion, Superboy and all that or
1: Oh I love Superboy. He's always mm. one of my favorites. Um Superboy and Crypto. Um yeah. yeah, yeah. Legion are great. Like I mean I love like Dream Girl. Yeah, yeah, and Legion are Legion are awesome. Man.
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: They've got they've gone up in my estimation steadily over the last twenty years.
2: Yeah. Um, cool. I didn't even
1: know who they were before then. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like yeah. but when I started reading um Some of the old stories, like, you you get, like, an issue, and like, in a collection or something. I think... I thought they seemed really interesting. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, no, they're cool. Yeah.
1: And it's great that even though they're technically not in this issue, they're heavily featured, their powers, and they miss so much.
0: They are are heavily featured, uh, as much as they can be without actually being there, really. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, So the way... so when the Legion, they shrink themselves down into these figures to give to Superman, but none of them are aware that it also stores some of their powers, no, that's, that's, so that's a surprise. what happens is lightning strikes them because lightning is a catalyst for a lot of these things. Um, yes. And somehow the energy gets released into, uh, into this high-diving janitor. loser.
1: Yeah, the, or he's now a janitor.
0: And now he has all their powers. Yes. Uh, importantly, Brainiac Fives, which makes him super smart. So yes. using Chameleon Boy's powers, he turns into Composite Superman. So the weird thing here is why is he green? Because is that cause because?
1: Because of... Brainiac is, I guess.
0: Right, but he's not green I mean, before that. No, I don't. I don't
1: know. Ge- i don't, I don't
0: know. <laughs> In my head, I was like, maybe Chameleon Boy has to be green, but
1: no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I, as far as I'm aware, Chameleon Boy can just be whatever. I think. Like that, I don't right. actually know why he's green, other than maybe something with Brainiac.
0: I always got a kind of Frankenstein's monster vibe. So maybe yeah, that's what they're yeah, sort of yeah. going for.
1: With the maybe, green. I think it's just more of an artistic
0: choice. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they hatch a scheme against Composite Superman to test his motives.
2: Mm.
0: And of course, Composite Superman overhears them because he has all the powers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, they go into a lot of detail about how he's outwitting them every time.
1: Mm.
0: And... So, he disguised himself as a Joker statue, which I thought was funny. That was funny. And it's also like, you're keeping a Joker <laughs> statue in your cave. <laughs> but,
1: uh, well, that's the back cave, so he does. Yeah. But it's, it's a very um, fancy Joker statue. It is. He's wearing, like, a outfit. or Well, it's quite a heavy set Joker as well, compared to what we normally see from Joker. Like, his face is normally a bit thinner than that, mm. actually, yeah. in general, you know? It's, it's just quite just... jovial. Just evil it does look very joke. yeah evil it's kind of a it's kind of giving you a bit of a uh, pedophile vibe actually like,
0: <laughs> now that you mentioned it i guess yeah yeah like so yeah. of course superman and batman hatch some insane scheme <laughs> where they'll get uh robots yes. that look like them to fly the black paint bat plane and be superman and then launch lead covered harmless <laughs> missiles that look like kryptonite missiles and yep. sort of kill them both yeah Alter uh,
1: just. I thought they already knew the guy was evil, but they're so determined to really prove it.
0: Yeah, they want to see if Composite <laughs> Superman will save them, which he doesn't, which exposes him.
1: And yes. Composite Superman's miscolored here.
0: And. Uh, so everyone thinks they're dead. Like Metropolis and Gotham are mourning that Batman, Superman, and Robin are dead. And uh, Composite Superman's like, I knew that all along, idiots. So you're both <laughs> essentially fired from being Superman and Batman now. <laughs> and Superman's like, I'll stop you and then he takes Batman hostage. He's like, If you try and fight me, I'll snap him like a doll. Yeah. So they're like, Well, I guess that's it. <laughs> uh, so this is all pretty amusing.
1: <laughs> and that's when he's like, um he will uh um reveal their identities and all that stuff as yeah. well, like and, and sees them in costume like... again. And Lois is like, I always thought you were Superman, but you can't be, because Superman's dead. Yeah. She's still, like, bitching out at him at work. Um, Clark and Bruce are having a sulk, and then Robin's like, why
0: don't you guys snap out of it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Robin has to be a bit of a motivational speaker there for a second. He's got to do something, so... Yeah, true, actually, yes. (laughs) Good point. And I quite enjoyed the final conflict where... Composite Superman, actually, is pretty damn powerful. Like, he puts the green Kryptonite rings on. Um,
0: yeah, like, and it's it's all...
1: only that he's losing his powers that he loses, really.
0: they Yeah, they come across some scheme where he's building something. They go on and they figure out he wants to take over the world. And as you mentioned, he, he defeats Superman by putting a ring over him, turning into Kryptonite. Uh, you know, he defeats Batman, and they save themselves. Mm-hmm because Batman takes the ring off Superman, he saves him, but, like, uh, they don't beat Composite Superman. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only thing that defeats him is he's, his powers run out. Turns out it's temporary. So before he yes reverts, he writes down uh, what happened so he can remind himself.
1: Yes. And then it sort
0: of ends on this cliffhanger where he reads it, and he's like, oh, is this just my crazy ramblings, or will I remember this one day?
1: And he doesn't remember that he was Composite Superman, does he? Yeah. So mm. there's that as well, like because yeah. if he at least remembered that he would have more of a goal to recapture it, but he doesn't even remember that, I believe.
0: And the world's finest were like, yeah, we got we got our butts kicked.
1: <laughs> so yeah, and and they don't know who he is mm. either. Yeah. So that was my question to you: Did he ever turn up again? He does. And I, okay, yeah. well there you go, because that's actually very interesting. Because. Mm. I didn't know that either. I thought he was a one-and-done guy from back in the day. But having read this, I was like, it would seem really weird if he wouldn't turn up again, considering he's so iconic. Yeah. And it's an open ending. Like, he Mm. doesn't die or be... He's not even imprisoned. No, he
0: wins, basically.
1: Which is also, to me, rare. It is rare. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah. So that's actually pretty cool. So I'm Mm. just looking... Before we leave this um, issue, I'm just Googling here... To see where he, um, let's have a look. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah, there's there's some stuff going on here. So he's he's in a yeah. fair few, I think. Yeah. Did okay. Read, so yeah.
0: did you read the backup Flame Dragon from Krypton?
1: I flicked through it. Um, to be I, honest,
0: I didn't know much interest in that?
1: I, to be honest, I liked
0: it better. Wow. The story. Uh, yeah, because it's just it's very funny. Like he throws the dragon yeah. into space, and he happens to throw it into the path of a red kryptonite meteor which makes it, like, more powerful or something, or he wants to get... So, it's a really fun story. Uh, If you're already reading this issue, it's worth reading, and it's uh, written by Jerry Siegel with the art by Wayne Boring. Okay, cool. It it has another instance of uh, Batman disguising himself to help preserve Superman's secret identity, as well as Supergirl, so... Uh,
1: Good old Batman. No, I did flick through it, actually, and Mm. it had at the end, like, Supergirl's like, oh, poor Lois, she'll never know that she was tricked again, and then... (laughs) And then he, Superman, was like to Batman, "I can, maybe I can help you trick Batwoman one day or something." Like, yeah, they shake hands, they shake hands, Mess uh, buddies as always, just hijinks. Um, also, the can way, I be honest? yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the artwork, which I, which I know you said was Wayne boring. Mm. Um, I was wondering if it was a reprint because often those old comics from the sixties and seventies will reprint Have reprints. Yeah, I don't think from it was way earlier. Yeah, yeah, but I just wondered if it was, because yeah. it did have an earlier feel. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I did skim it, and it looked okay. Like, it didn't look unreadable or anything. It yeah. looked decent, you know?
0: It was, um yeah, so I'm pretty sure it was written currently, because I couldn't find if it was a reprint. Um, but the way he defeats oh. the dragon is he, he he puts it in the ocean, then he freezes the water surrounding it, and putting it into stasis for... And he says it'll be there for ages and for spending animation. He throws it into space. Mm. and i was like damn man I guess this is before the super zoo but anyway so uh there was that story and then we had our next issue which
1: and by the way i was just googling here uh, on wikipedia and when composite superman came back a few years later um the guy actually it involves this alien villain who recreates mm. the um stuff uh a remorseful Meach intercepted the blast, dying instantly. A statue was made to honor Joseph Meach, saying he lived a villain but died a hero. Yeah. So he actually got redeemed in death. He could
0: come back is, after which... that, though.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't but know. Looking looking at this, um, it seems like the alien then took over, right? Um, oh, as Colin so Superman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, going by Wikipedia, and then in um. Uh, da, 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 um, following the zero-error reboot of Legion history, the Composite Man was removed from continuity. Of course it was, because it was too fun. <laughs> uh, Legion of Superheroes 68 introduced a new villain called Composite Man, blah, blah, blah. So, right. uh, yeah, they just... Yeah, they didn't use him as much as you would think, you know?
0: I think there's a reference to him in the lower run. I think... Uh... Cool. toy toy man the new toy man builds like a giant mecha robot and it looks like
1: i'd like to see a um a modern story that would do the. i i often think some of these old stories could be redone with modern art and modern storytelling techniques and it could be very interesting you know
0: yeah i think they've they've rarely done it but i think it has been done
1: yeah, well, they should do it more often, man. Like, fuck them. Like, they've obviously run out of ideas, so yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're obviously circling the drain. So mm. they may as well. Why not? Like, oh, I'm just saying. I often think some of these one and done stories from back in the '50s and '60s and '70s are just so much. Uh, there's there, there's so much gold there that you could refine.
0: Mm. They you seem know? to they seem to rehash post crisis a lot more than pre crisis.
1: When I think yeah. you don't need to... Read but I don't... First why, does Like, you know, like... Because people like...
0: It's nostalgia. Like, that's all they... I mean, I know. think... I think I've said this... Or I've been internalising this a lot. But I think, like... People wanting nostalgia instead of good writing for Superman... Is a serious problem right now. Sure.
1: Like, but, but, but what I'm saying is a form of nostalgia... Like, to me... The... That very long stretch between, let's say, the 50s to 1979, let's just say that a time period, there's a lot of good DC content in there. And and I don't think that the modern audience is as aware of it. Hence, you could exploit it a lot. And I think you could really, people would be like, fuck, this is a really good story. And really, you're just playing the beats from a long time ago, but Mm -hmm. just retooling it a bit. Like, I don't think it would be that hard. You know, if you get hire the right people and have the right direction and that kind of
0: stuff. I think I've seen some people checking out the Denny O'Neill, Kurt Swan, Superman run that kicked off the Bronze Age. And I think it's been getting positive reception from people who are reading it for the first time. So, Kryptonite
1: Nevermore, man. Yeah,
0: so like, you know, with the Sandman. So maybe, you know, start putting out more of that Bronze
1: Age content.
0: Please do. Please do. (laughs) There's
1: a lot of... There's a lot of gold in those hills, Yeah, you know? I really want my DC Comics Presents Omnibus. Yeah, man, and we were doing a thing, who was it? Myself and Ray, uh, Mm. the other night, about um, Omnibuses coming out. And there is a startling lack of DCs compared to Marvel. Marvel have so much more coming out over the next year. We got through half of the, or this year. So we got through to the end of June. And there was barely any DC Omnibuses, barely, compared mm. to Marvel. They, they, like, Marvel would just d- all over them, you know? Like, we're talking like 20 to 1 kind of ratio. So it seems like they're selling more, I guess. Well, I guess. I mean, you know... I guess um, they, they've
0: been dominant in the film industry, which I think, unfortunately, seems to be more important to people. Sure, than the comic- but,
1: but, you know, I, I've got plenty of... Um, both you know yeah. i don't really yeah no me too much like, yeah it's just it's just weird to me that it would be so weighted i think is what surprises me
0: you know yeah it is odd um
1: anyway it is what it is yeah well, uh, well i'm going to give i'm going to give composite superman oh, yeah. an 8.5 out of 10 because i think it was fantastic
0: i'll give it a 7 whoa uh, no 7's seven, good 7's good it's
1: one of the most iconic stories in Superman's history.
0: Iconic, yes, but, you know, uh, on, on the scale of compared to the other Silver Age Superman and Silver Age World's Finest I've read, uh, okay. it's, it's, it's still good, but it's, it's like one of the best I've read. Alright,
1: well, I mean, I'm glad I mean, to have read it though, because I've never read it.
0: Off the top of my head, I like the one where Superman and Batman nearly prank each other to death in The Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, that's a great one.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> a great story. Yeah, but a great
0: uh, story. so next, world's finest one fifty one, featuring the infinite evolutions of Superman and Batman, and we have a Big Brain Batman and a train going yes. towards a caveman Superman.
1: Great uh, concept. Was this Ed Hamilton again?
0: No. So this. Oh wait, no. Yes, but this was Carrie Bates and Edmund Hamilton.
1: Oh really, Carrie yes. Bates? Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: Kurt Swan, Inker, Sheldon Moldoff, letterer, Joe, letteries, editor, E. Nelson, Bridwell, executive editor, Mort Walt Weisinger.
1: I'd love to know, because this would have been very early in Kurt Bates, Terry Bates' career. Mm. Um, I'd love to know if it was one of the situations where it was plot by, or concept by um, Ed Hamilton and Mm. then Terry Bates dialogued it and, you know, paneled it out, etc. I'd love to know the creative process there?
0: Yeah, I've no idea, unfortunately.
1: Well, it's so early in Kerry Bates's career, you can't imagine he would have been the dominant hand, you know? Yeah. You wouldn't think anyway. Mm. I mean, you know, considering he Hamilton finished
0: was... it off or something as well.
1: Yeah, just it would be it's a shame that Kerry Bates who is still alive, he doesn't do interviews. I've tried to get him. Oh, really? Um he's yeah, he's just pretty much retired and just doesn't want anything to do with Wow. social media circus which i don't blame him frankly yeah. um yeah no i think he's just he lets his work do the talking and uh perhaps feels slightly aggrieved i think perhaps by mm. some of the treatment by dc or whatever i don't know but he has no desire and that's fine you know like but dc I, treated
0: I, their silver age creators like crap their their pre-crisis creators like crap well most of them anyway because they wanted I to think they treated especially on the superman side like crap. I,
1: I think that they're Treatment of creators in general is poor. That stupid, um, like yeah. it, the the
0: mass exodus or the mass like culling of creators yeah. when they moved to post crisis, you know. Oh,
1: it's terrible! Uh, by that
0: that stupid new editor.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Terrible. Uh, terrible. This. Mm. Terrible. Look. Even if you argue, and they do argue that it was so desperately needed, the the way they did it, for me. It was terrible, yeah. you know. Like you, I, I, I couldn't be the boss and say to someone like Kurt Swan, "You can't work here anymore." Yeah, you know, like it's, I, I, it's just, it's just, it boggles my mind because. And I'll say this: Carrie Bates in S. Magan had so many good Superman stories told, and had so many more to tell that they couldn't work out how to actually do that, to me, is a failure.
0: And they have three Superman books, for God's sake. Like, three books for Superman alone. You can't...
1: I know, man, mm. but they'll argue that um, that history proved Mm -hmm. them right, you know, but I I, I still question that move. You know, like, how you couldn't have brought some of those guys across, to me, is so bizarre. I mean,
0: 1986, like... either just after or just before the the big reboot like what happened to the man of tomorrow critically acclaimed kurt swan art you know that's it but uh anyway moving on anyway Um, anyway so this issue a lot of fun so they find um Mm. there's some like evolution superman sees this thing from krypton that it's like some evolver slash devolver
1: and Batman just jumps in and goes, let's just turn it on and put it on me.
0: Yeah, but Batman's like, oh yeah, test it on me, I want to evolve. And he <laughs> he does, and he gets like a big brain, and he has to take his cow off because his brain's so big.
1: And he and turns he just, into a um, villain. Just evil, like, he's emotionless, and just straight away, he's basically like, um, there's no way I will, I don't want another supermind rivaling my own so i'll give superman the reverse evolution force and i thought it was really interesting how he devolves changed... superman yeah i thought it was really interesting superman grows a beard yeah he and a he's more caveman like <laughs> he's almost quite bizarro like mm. and um i thought it was really interesting and i did not expect batman to be just so cold-bloodedly evil well as that
0: it yeah it is interesting because there's Whether you intend it or not, there's pretty heavy implications there about, like, uh, does evolving that much just make you evil? Like, do you remember, uh, the Star Trek episode, um, where no man has gone before, Kirk's best friend evolves? I'm not Uh, sure I've seen it, yeah. Oh, man, it's... Is it good? Oh, you got to see that. Where No Man Has Gone Before. It's It's
1: not Khan's Khan's episode. No, no. no.
0: So Kirk's best friend, like, he gets... uh, I don't know something happens, but he basically evolves, like, forward. Right. right, Ages. And he becomes completely evil. Like, he just views everyone else as ants. And, like,
1: just disregards them. I've got to watch this, man. The original series, yeah?
0: Yeah, it's similar to this. It was the pilot episode. uh, The official pilot episode.
1: I don't think I've ever watched it. To be oh, it's one of, of my favorites.
0: favorites. I think yeah, it's like okay. my to- easily probably my top five Star Trek TOS I, episodes. You know
1: what? I may even watch it after this because I've got all of the Star Trek. So. I'll send you a yeah. link when we're done. Uh, cool. But... Well, I mean, that's essentially what happens here, too. Yes. He Batman's just like screw Superman. Then he's like, "What's hilarious is he's like, I want to rule the planet," and then he's like, "Robin, you pisky boy, go away," and then he's like, "I don't even want to be here." With these kind of insects, I want to go into the future. And then he just yeah. goes into the future with his own kind Superman, like, uh, own heads. He's still a good guy, though,
0: because he's trying to save people from a bus. <laughs> like, he thinks the bus has eaten them, so he's, like, beating up the bus. Yeah,
1: yeah. And they're all like, yeah, what the well, hell Superman is he is, doing? He's, <laughs> he's kind of innocent and stupid, but, um, yeah, no, he's, uh, he's cool. I
0: thought it was hilarious um, how Superman kidnaps Lois to cook for him in his cave.
1: That was awesome he's like yeah it was it was just like um, slightly sexist but it was good oh yeah he's, I mean, he's he,
0: caveman. So, yeah. yeah
1: exactly exactly yeah he's like full-on caveman he's even got like that big club they've always got yeah
0: he makes uh, himself uh, a club from a tree it's great
1: yeah no it's, it's it's awesome and and can i say i really enjoy the artwork here and yeah. then one of my favorites turns up crypto and i love crypto yeah and it's good to crypto gets a bit of a starring role in this story he by does, the end. Yeah, and how about when he he devolves crypto, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he, he um, starts he devolving crypto, and so that's how Superman finds out he's being tricked at the end. Is because yeah. you know, super smart Batman's like, oh look, because the whole thing is Batman sends Superman back in time. He tricks him. He's like, because he tells him how to do it, because Superman can yeah. do that here. And then uh, Superman takes him back in time because Superman remembers, and he's like, you're a jerk. So, Superman's like, "You gotta restore me." Batman's like, "I'll do it." And if you and Superman's like, "If you restore me, I'll take you back to the present." But Batman tries to devolve him even further. Yes, yes. <laughs> so once they get back uh, to the present, so yeah, Crypto intervenes and Superman figures out Batman's tricking him, and he <laughs> ends up getting the beam on Batman, who becomes normal, and he's like, "Wow, I was cold and evil."
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. Batman's kind of like, well, I guess it's a peek into the human existence. Like, at, like I'm going to say something now. At heart, I do believe we tend slightly towards evil. You know, mm-hmm. our, our at least our civilization would technically be evil, I guess, you know. And for all that we might protest otherwise and all the charity work people do and stuff, it's all a battle to the top of the hill. You know what I mean? And if you project that far ahead, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's 10 years. It's like, isn't it like 800,000 years or something? like Something, yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy amount of time. If the human race would still be around, which I don't believe we would be, but if we were, I would imagine... I mean, they may not have massive heads. Sorry, that's just the thunder outside, wow. if you can hear that. Um, but I do think that it would be one of those situations where, you know, we might sort of... Uh, mm. Be quite sort of like the survivors would be rather mercenary, kind of thing, yeah. you know, like yeah. a long-lived race, kind of thing. Like, I don't think the end, if you project that far in the end, I don't think it's going to end happily, mm. is how I'm trying to say. Because most things don't, you know, yeah, I, um,
0: yeah,
1: it's, uh, I,
0: yeah, mm. I, I, yeah, the future is, uh. Yeah, I, I tend to lean towards that, yeah, your idea and the Star Trek idea of if someone advanced, especially that quickly, and they're around us, they'd sort of view us differently. But at the same well, time...
1: Um, like animals. Like, like, you know, when you go to a zoo kind of thing, and you might love the animals, but you don't love all the animals. Some yeah. of the animals, you don't... Like, you look at some of the animals and you're like, yeah, I really love these animals. But there are some that you view as very much lesser. They, you know yeah but like base
0: animal instincts right there are peaceful benevolent animals like gorillas and then
1: there's jerks
0: like chimps you know sure. so i think i think but i don't
1: think i don't think we're benevolent species
0: mm, i think it's complicated i think i think yeah. i don't th- i think oh, our sorry. base instinct no as a whole we're probably not but there's always that exception you know especially as we like sort of started developing thinking around like the Bronze Age and stuff. People became more sure. You know, think of well in the... a society
1: like yeah, in a society you're trained, but right. to be a certain yeah. way. You know, like
0: but it's not even that. Like it's
1: if you broke all the rules of society, you either get killed or go to jail. Like you know, essentially. Think of uh, uh, you know, think of you know. We're,
0: we're going back to Homer again, but to be fair, this is more relevant because that's our first Western work, right? Yeah, and the the whole thing with the Iliad is Achilles and Priam at the end. You remember when Achilles gives Hector's body back to Priam, and he gives him eleven days warning. But the thing is, there's no reason for him to do that, right? Like, and the the culture and the society is barbaric at that point, you know. But that's the whole point of the story: is that moment of compassion, mm. and that's but they had that's with it. They did, but it's like borderline. It's nothing like our society, you yeah, know. True, true. Uh, but I would so, say that's
1: the start of a civilization.
0: Though. Yeah, no, you're right. But I just, I just think it's complicated. It is. Um, it is.
1: But I, 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 do think if you go, I mean, it'll either go one of two ways. It'll either be, you'll they'll manage to evolve, and they'll something will happen where the technology will become where it becomes some magical utopia or whatever, which I don't believe. Or it will be more like a dying planet, you know, a few people clinging on, you know, and then it will get very cruel very quickly. Yeah. I
0: mean, But that being said, if so Batman's evolved 800,000 years, okay.
1: Yeah. But, like, if we saw
0: a caveman, we wouldn't take a shit on him, you know, <laughs> like like right, this no. Batman would. Uh, yeah, but
1: I don't think we would treat him as anything more than a museum exhibit.
0: Uh, there would still... Mm, I think I think there would be decency, like uh, you know. Yeah. I I don't think we. I'm more cynical that. than you. I'm more I mean, cynical. If, look,
1: if this was forty
0: years ago, we would. But yeah. Not
1: now, you know. I don't know, man. It depends where he lands, as well. That's true. Like yeah, yeah it depends where he lands, dude. Because, uh, I don't know. There'd be, of course. I I think at the end of the day, he would become a museum exhibit, basically. Mm. That's all that would happen to him. Like it might be, it might be a bit more PC than that, but really, essentially, that's what he would
0: be. Well, he probably couldn't become a functioning member of society. No,
1: like, like a full-on caveman. Yeah, they, they, yeah, he would be a museum exhibit, dude. Like, what are we talking about? They he, would, he
0: wouldn't you know. be put up for like. They put him like, in a zoo. No, nah, they wouldn't put him in a zoo. That's crazy. They what would definitely they do wouldn't then? do that. What would they'd they They'd study him. I know they'd study him. But is that better? Mm, I don't know. It depends. <laughs> like we don't really. Well, that that's getting to the territory if we don't know enough. But I do know that they wouldn't put him in a zoo. You know, I'd put him in a zoo. I'd
1: put him in a zoo. All
0: right, well,
1: with other animals.
0: That's you. <laughs> so you can
1: fight fight the animals and stuff and fill alone.
0: Well, that's yes. <laughs> anyway, um, this issue. Uh, I really like this issue. That's great. I it's thought great. I thought it was the strongest one I read because uh, I just. <laughs> I had so much fun, and there were so many moments where I laughed, and I liked, you know, Superman British. just like kind of punching everything in the prehistoric age.
1: Uh, no, it's look story wise, um, I think they're both very strong. Yeah. I I think this one probably flows a bit better. Yeah, um, it feels a little less antiquated, um, and yeah, I I'd say the story it's not as it's not as memorable. It's not as iconic. As in, composite Superman is an icon, yeah. you know? But, yes, the story flows a bit better. I mean, I'd give this an 8.5 as well. I'd give it mm. the same score. I, I think they're both excellent issues. I, I'm, I'm glad to have read them uh, also. You know, like not having read them before, it was a pleasure to read them. You
0: also, know? Superman going to the future and scaring all those big brain
1: nerds with his club was pretty funny. Yeah, well, they're uh, kind of losers, you know? Like yeah. They're just kind of like just sitting there at the end of time, just doing nothing. Yeah, and I what I actually thought was a missed opportunity was it would have been good when Batman got to the future if they looked down on him. Yeah, I thought they were going to do that, but they didn't. They were sort of like they were just happy with him. They mm. were just like talking to him like he was just a regular one of their pals. I guess you know? you're
0: really you really crammed for page space at that
1: point. Yeah, you are. You are. There's a lot going on. Yeah. No, excellent issue. I'd almost attempt to give this a nine. Hmm. Um, it's very good. Yeah, but uh, they're, they're, they're both very good
0: issues, really. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is more this is more memorable and iconic for me personally because, like, I, I like the big brain idea, like making your head bigger, makes me laugh. So seeing like Bruce Wayne with his like, I'll always remember it, and I'll always remember the details <laughs> of the story. Whereas yeah. like the composite Superman story is like, oh, he's like a bitter high diving janitor, you know, which is not
1: yes, not quite as memorable. True, like, the composite
0: composite superman himself with legion powers is but like before that's kind of a standard sort of revenge plot
1: i uh, really thought that it was an alien yeah on an, but i realized when i'm thinking about it that's the batman from zanu or whatever the mm. you know the guy i'm talking about no oh don't you there's sort of like a rainbow batman or something
0: oh i don't hear i mean i've, I've seen him it's one of those sort of famous yeah, Silver Age icons. Yeah,
1: things. yeah, that's that's that. I was getting the two of them confused, so I was as surprised as you when all of a sudden um, it was a high, it was a high diving janitor. Yeah, that that came from nowhere from me. Um, you know, that was that was a genuine surprise.
0: It was a very but, kind of unexciting origin for such a
1: yeah. Such I agree an ordinary
0: origin for such a you know weird
1: yeah well yeah but even the th- i mean when you think about it to be a high diver takes some genuine balls it does uh... like if you're gonna high dive into like what was basically like it was slightly bigger than a bucket you know it was like a little dog pool wasn't it really like it was a pool like i'd give yeah. cooper to splash around in if i'm high diving off that you've got genuine balls um mm. so i will give it to to, to the guy in that sense. Like, even though I mean, he may have been stupid and a loser, he, he didn't lack courage. You know? Yeah, I mean, there,
0: there could have been some sort of substance to the reason why they made him a high diver, or maybe they just <laughs> thought, wouldn't it be neat if we could draw a high diver or something?
1: I, I you know? think, yeah, I we don't have Ed Hamilton on the line. Cause <laughs> I, I, no, I'd love to, because I think those guys were so pressed for deadlines that they were just drinking their coffees and smoking their cigars and just coming up with a lot of shit on the fly, fast. But also, kind of like the 2000 D guys, they got in a groove mm. and they were just real professional and they just could get it done and it was just bang, get it done, bang, another yeah. one. And they didn't have what I think is the luxury of today where you can pad it a lot more. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they would have spent a lot of time it would have been like, "What do we need here?" Yeah, high diver. Uh, that sounds good.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, and I'm not being negative. I think it was very on the fly, composite
1: Superman super story. on the fly. Yeah, super. Like they edited, yeah. they put it together yeah. as it went. Um, well, I think almost maybe it was like someone, either Kurt Swan or I had Hamilton, or maybe you know what? It'd be cool if we just merged them. Yeah, and then they build the story because I think what they did a lot, and I can tell you this, I, I've heard this. A lot of the stories of Superman in those days, it it was covers. So Kerry Bates, actually, I'm remembering this now, he got his start at DC by pitching covers. Really? Yes, I'm remembering this now. And that was quite common. And I believe Jim Shooter made similar, but it was a cover idea. So they would build the story from the cover. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's, that and I makes know that, a that, lot that. of heard, sense. I've heard that reported a lot. So I believe I've even... like That's how Kerry Bates got his start. I'm not saying every Kerry Bates story ever was from a cover, but that's how he got his start. And I know more about Julie Schwartz. Um, he worked from covers too. And mm. Elliot S. Magan was saying he would go into his office, often with just the cover, and they would build the story together in conversation from there and then he would go home and write it down.
0: That makes a lot of sense because the covers are always telling a story as well. That's why you have so many iconic DC Silver Age covers.
1: Yeah. You know, so with, that like, was yeah.
0: Superman marrying Jimmy to a gorilla and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I believe uh, that was pretty common. Man. Now I, do, I don't know how like someone like Ed Hamilton, Ed Hamilton was a very well-respected sci-fi writer. Yeah. You know, he he knew what he was doing. So I don't know his process, but I do know that's how Kerry Bates got his start.
0: Well, I think I think we can agree that the composite that combining Batman and Superman would have definitely come before the High Diver. <laughs>
1: per, oh, 100%. The High Diver would have been a, a last minute. Yeah. Just kind of. They wouldn't. Like, it would have kind of been like riding a bike. They wouldn't even mm. been thinking at that point, you yeah. know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, good stuff, man. It, yeah. Great to be on Last Sons of Krypton again and uh, yeah. chatting uh... about some old school I'll
0: give this my rating real quick. I'll give it an eight. Uh, big brain Good. Batman's out of ten. Very enjoyable. I think enjoyable. that's justified. I think that's, that's justified. Very very enjoyable. Like I've...
1: who do you prefer? I prefer Caveman Superman over Big Brain Batman.
0: Uh, do you mean like in terms of visual design, or no, just as a
1: character? Oh,
0: well, I prefer Superman because he's not a jerk. <laughs> you know, Batman turned into a real piece of work once he got that big brain of his. Instantly um. <laughs> evil it was what yeah. I liked
1: as well. Like just instantly, just like screw Superman.
0: And again like Superman regresses and he's not evil so there's something there too
1: uh, you know Yes yes although as I've said I do believe yeah, the, the... we've got the human races problem but but at, at his heart I guess it is funny though because wouldn't it have been wouldn't it be like I would love to get the the kid on the street back <laughs> then and and how did he cuz I would have mm. thought Batman and Superman would have both been, like, A1 good guys, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think kids back then were like, oh, man, Batman's so much more evil and dark than Superman. Yeah. I think they were, you know, sort of the same, almost the same side of the coin. So I wonder if a kid back then's like, wow. If I was a kid back then, I would have been like, wow, Batman's got really evil. Yeah, I guess uh, that's, a,
0: that's another thing that could be taken away as, as opposed to the evolution thing is, like, is it, like, Superman's inner nature has been good, and that that's able to remain. You know, like yes. if Superman was evolved, he'd still be good. You know, Yes, whereas yes. Batman, either because he's human or because he's his own darker, nature, yeah. Um,
1: and and yet, I, I I wonder because when I read Batman from back then, I mean, you know, his stories are a bit darker because it's more kind of kind of crime, but he's yeah. not that dark no you know? <laughs> he's not. until the 70s really like yeah at least when i've read him i've not read every issue or anything but when i've read that old stuff he's still pretty kind of happy you yeah, know like he
0: seems he seems dark in like the very initial issues in the golden age because they're oh really... sure
1: but we're a long time removed from that but, but yeah in
0: the 60s yeah. like i don't think yeah i don't think i don't know he definitely wasn't dark in the sixties, and this is this is still before Adam West. And I think when the Adam West show came out, they doubled down and made him even campier. So,
1: a hundred percent for a few years, yeah. Which true, I watched an episode
0: true. of the other day, and the Riddler sued Batman, which was amazing. <laughs>
1: great, great show. I love that show. Um, it's really good. It, I yeah. love, I love the uh, original. Um, what if you call it the Adam? Anim- not animated series. What's it called? Batman the 66. live action Batman Sixty Six. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. But, but um, yeah, kind of man, like. Always happy to come on, Last Sons. Uh, yeah. How are you going with your super friends? Because have you had the Wonder Twins on yet?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are...
1: I don't I know, know who the like
0: Wonder, Wonder Twins, Twins. are. Uh, as in, you like.
1: Need to find... I don't know who they'd be. You need be. to find. You need to. They're out there, man. Somewhere. Got to find a pair of twins. Are uh, you hustling around the whole internet to get people for your show now? that uh, Ray Zida's like left the building.
0: I haven't decided on on the co host thing yet. As I mentioned uh, last episode, we're in the super friends phase of last Sunday yes on a series of guests. Um, so I do have Ray is coming on next. Actually, uh, he's oh making yes, a return. We're talking about Superman birthright over two episodes.
1: You're releasing him from the Phantom Zone briefly. Briefly, yes. Uh, <laughs> I hope you do a sound effect and put him back there at the
0: end. Oh, <laughs> I, I will. But Ber- Birthright was nearly what we were going to do for a hundred. So oh,
1: you're doing Birthright. Yes. I love Birthright.
0: But That's we're do- we're doing Birthright now instead. And uh, after that, I believe Robert will be coming on. Uh, Robert from the Swamp Thing podcast. And again, cool. like uh, for you guys who listen, even if you're on other podcasts or the Superman podcast, you know you're welcome to guest. Uh, yeah it's it's absolutely well, it's fun amazing. that
1: you've got a rotating cast yeah
0: you know? yeah and that that's I where we that's are fun. right now and i'm happy right now and i'll probably look for a permanent co-host in the future but again right now if you want to guess
1: jump on in uh sure you know well i'm happy to come on yes, again um you're you know i always <laughs> enjoy our chats about superman mm. it's always a pleasure uh you know and you're very to... knowledgeable but, uh,
0: yeah this is the first time you're on for any batman content as well i think
1: Ah oh, man, said, Batman's, Batman! You know, for, it's like that's like me getting into a hot bath. I'm easy with Batman. <laughs> I can, I'm very comfortable with my Batman. No, it was know? it was
0: good to have you on for Batman because uh, Batman is one of your favorites. So,
1: a hundred percent. You know, oh, God, yeah. Oh yeah, man. Like uh... they'll bury me in a Batman. <laughs> they will probably bury me in like a Batman coffin kind of thing
0: with your Judge you dread mask on.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, no, I'd probably have Dread sort of clutching. The helmet, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, wouldn't it be awesome to like dictate your funeral to that extent where they're lowering you in and you're actually in the Batman cape and cow? Like, I mean, you, you can, know? you just you gotta know, like write it up and you like what you want done,
0: and you gotta make sure you have like the money for it, I guess. Yeah, like, they'll, they'll a bit do of it.
1: cash. I mean, I think I could definitely do mm. it, you know, and um, yeah, no, and then now that I'm visualizing it, it's actually a pretty attractive thought.
0: Well, um, you know? so getting away from death. <laughs> Uh, the, the letters page is called Cape and Cow, which I thought was cool. And the, the letters seem quite accurate. They're writing in. And uh, a lot of people are a fan of an issue 149 called The Game of Secret Identities. They're writing yeah. in about how great that is. So, yeah.
1: Well, maybe next time we can do one from back in this period again because it was so much fun and then we'll pick something else, some other Superman story from somewhere, I don't mind, man, whatever you want. Yeah, like, no. But I'll be interested to hear you and Ray do Birthright because although I don't think it's probably ever going to be thought of as one of the all-time best comics, I do think it's extremely enjoyable, you know? Where would you
0: rate it among, like, the Superman origin comics?
1: Uh oh, I've not read as much as you, um, but highly, you know. There's like, like, There's like...
0: So there's, like, the, the big ones that everyone always comes to is John Burns' Man of Steel, Superman Birthright, Superman Secret Origin, and Superman American Alien, I guess, is something that people are starting to come into. to. Uh, is
1: American Alien the one with um, Max Landis? Yeah. It's yeah, good, man. That was Yeah, it was okay, but no, no one near as good as Birthright. No. Um, no, no, American Alien was interesting, uh, don't get me wrong, but no one near as good as Birthright uh john byrne i i'm not as big a fan as everyone else i just i'm just kind of like is that because yeah, of okay. the story
0: itself or all the burying of the silver age pre-crisis oh uh,
1: yeah i know it's you know what I, I i i do like it but what i'm saying is i don't see it as that much better than i don't know a lot of superman around that time like yeah. i prefer like sort of what came after it, almost. Yeah. Um, It's okay. Like, don't get me wrong. No, I, I think Birthright's up there. I'd probably put Birthright up there and I think some of the old origins from back in the day-day... Yeah. ...that I've read. Um, I guess it's not an origin, but one of my favourite stories is Return to Krypton. Oh,
0: is that um, uh, where he falls in love?
1: Yeah, I love that story. That's a great...
0: That's, a, that's Wayne Boring, actually.
1: I, um, I love that story.
0: That's... Um, yeah.
1: And I imagine... Like, dude, it feels like they the the re the or, sorry, origin is rehashed just constantly. Um, it's but uh, yeah, both, right, both rights up there. Yeah.
0: It's interesting because they they have year one with Batman, then they just stuck with that. But with yeah. Superman, they've done it like four times. Five well, times. I
1: think it's because, but it's not just that they've done it officially. They they've also just mined it to death in just the regular comics, you know, there's a lot of flashbacks mm. to Krypton, there's a lot of returns to Krypton, there's a lot of, I, I love Krypton, and but gee, they, so does the Superman office. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, it, like, it's kind of like, with the Punisher, uh, in the 80s and 90s, for a long time, every single Punisher comic would have the origin with the kite. Yeah. And even the most, died in the world Punisher fan like myself, was like, we get it. Yeah. You know, we, we got it, we got it. We, you know, like how many more times do we have to go back to Central Park? Um, hmm. it, You know, it's... Well, it's, it's like nature, Batman's
0: parents too, the Pearls. Batman's parents, you know.
1: Spider-Man's origin. Like, it gets to a point where it's so ingrained, you know. I think Birthright, though, is right up there, is all I'm saying. I think in terms of Superman Origins, it's the one I'd prefer to read if I was going to read one. Yeah, yeah. Of,
0: of all the modern Superman origins, uh, besides Grant Morrison's take, uh, which wasn't really yes. a traditional origin, um, no. uh, I would I would take Birthright over like Man of Steel and Secret Origin, American Alien. Uh, even though I don't think it's perfect, like you, uh, it's just
1: really well written. I think I think it's yeah. well done. I, I I think it, and I I, I also think Wade. At his best, he knows how to build a really good story, and he lets totally. the story breathe. It's a, it's also got good artwork. Um, yeah, no, I I, I mean I'm I, I love it, like yeah, the hardcover. Um, and you like I've always book? enjoyed it. it I've only I've always cover. enjoyed. It. <laughs> I, I bought it, dude. My copy must be twenty years old. Yeah, you know, right? Uh, I bought it so long ago, and I've always felt that it's a bit forgotten, I feel. I, I don't feel it probably gets the praise. At the time, it got a lot of heat and a lot of praise. Yeah. But it's funny the way comic books remember some titles and and some trades that, that are just constantly in print, and other stuff that I think is just as good is is not as well-remembered. It's if just are nature of the beast.
0: If you're a Superman fan, it's remembered. But if you're not, yeah. then DC's more marketing Secret Origin than Birthright. Uh,
1: which, yeah, and I like yeah. Secret Origin. We did it on um, a show re- yeah. recently. I do like it, but I would put Birthright above it.
0: My hair starts falling out when I think of Secret Origin.
1: You hate it, don't you? I loathe
0: it. <laughs> I don't mind it. But <laughs> and be- I like Jeff Johns yeah. sometimes. Actually, his Justice League is pretty bad, but... Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it but it but it has some... It has Gary Frank on art, if I'm not wrong, and yeah. it has some pretty weird facial expressions at times. That's graphic um, for you, but I mean I, I like it. But if I was giving Secret Origin, let's say, give Secret Origin a seven point five, I'd be giving Birthright an eight point five. Yeah, you know, definitely. I, I like Birthright. I think it's a like I listen to you guys do the show for sure. Yeah, yeah, we're looking and, forward and to I'll, it. And I'll give it a reread as well because I think um, it's well worth it. Because sometimes when people, I don't sit around and listen to comic book podcasts that much. But yeah. if I'm going to listen to like, you guys, because I do listen to you guys, and mm. I, and like we're going to do Birthright. I owe it to myself that week to read Birthright, because I I, I then can listen to the show knowing yeah. what we're talking about, rather than just my distant memories of Birthright,
0: you know? Yeah, definitely. I'm like that too. Uh, and like, I haven't read Birthright for years, so I'm quite looking forward to it. Mark I've Wade I've probably
1: not read it in 20 years. I've probably not read it since I read it yeah. back in the day, but I do remember really liking it. Like, despite,
0: despite what you think of Mark Wade personally, he's a good writer. Uh, Mark Wade's a
1: fantastic writer. Yeah, uh,
0: birthright, King to come. Mark,
1: Mark one of the best writers in comics.
0: Dead Evil, Deadpool. Yeah, he's. Ah, uh...
1: Uh, Mark Wade's an incredible writer. Yeah, no, so, Mark, so yeah, and that. as he's gotten older, he's a little bit more. Um, Crazy. How gonna say? <laughs> no, he's uh, even his stuff's a bit more erratic. But you put him on the right project, he's mm. fantastic. Yeah, no, he's a he's a very good writer. I mean, yeah. I'm
0: keen to read that world's finest. So
1: should check it out. You'd love it, I think. I think you'll love it. I think I would,
0: yeah. It it looks very, like, uh, fun, you know, so... That's
1: good, man. All right, dude. Yeah,
0: we'll wrap up. Uh, Dave, where can people find you? What do you want to plug?
1: Oh, look, I mean, Signal of Doom, um, weekly comic book and comic book movie podcast. Um, If you're a big Superman fan, we have Legion Outpost, and we cover a lot of... Well, obviously legion but i i shoot horn as much superboy as i can i can possibly <laughs> and crypto into that as well um so yeah and yeah facebook page signal of doom we're on twitter signal of doom um yeah and yeah check out the show me and rich do it weekly we have plenty of guests on connie you've been on Ray's yep. been on plenty of people have been on but we pump it out every week we're, we're actually approaching episode 300 wow nice actually um we're on 298 this week Ooh. And so we're at, we're very close to 300. So Any yeah, that'll special be special plans. <laughs> um, uh, not really. I t- tell you what. We've got some big guests coming. Roy Thomas is coming on to Ooh. the show in mid-February. I also have lined up the biographer of Gardner Fox um is coming on to the show.
0: Wow. Roy Roy yeah, Thomas so... creator of my other character Iron Fist.
1: Well, yeah, there you go. Big, See, big I name. was going to yeah. do a, uh, a list of all the characters he's created, you know, to Beats. get some talking points. Yeah, no, plenty, yeah. No, so I'm excited about Roy Thomas. I'm very excited about the biographer of Gardner Fox, because everybody mm. who listens to Signal knows I revere Gardner Fox. <laughs> um, so getting her on, and plenty of other people coming back on. James DeMatteis will be on again soon. Uh, Chuck Sweet. Dixon's coming on. So plenty of people. So... Check us out on signal of doom you know we have a good time there
0: yeah I'll put I'll put leaks and assurance again and uh yeah until exactly. next time uh, brrr, embrace you in a caveman
1: exactly or like just remember that in the future Dave predicts a dead world <laughs> you know That's yeah
0: it <laughs> yeah, g- give us give us your thoughts on human existence, the true nature of man and so on. Uh, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll read it out. I'll talk about it. Uh, so, Why not, man? Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, .libsyn lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.